Welcome to Sanctified in Truth with Michael York, a ministry of the Fairview Baptist Church in Ashland, Kentucky. Sanctified in Truth is a daily podcast for followers of Christ who desire to imitate Him and to dedicate ourselves fully to the plans God has for us by deepening our love and understanding of God's Word. Today's reading is John chapter 7, verses 1 to 36. And as always, I want to encourage you to make sure that you've read the passage before you listen along. In today's passage, we see further confrontations between Jesus and various people. And there are several reasons in this passage that people seem to reject Jesus, and reasons that still cause people to reject him. First, Jesus is rejected by his brothers because he doesn't work according to their value system. They tell Jesus to go to the Feast of Tabernacles and do something in plain sight of everyone. But Jesus says that it was not yet the time or the place. The brothers, those who grew up with Jesus, certainly know that there's something different about him, but they do not yet accept him as the Messiah. And part of the reason is that he's not doing what they think that he should do, that the Messiah should do. See, it was inconceivable to them that Jesus would be the Son of God and would not command attention at every opportunity. Often people still question the timing and plan of God and are guilty of the same disbelief. The second group that Jesus has a confrontation with is the Jewish people at the temple. Now, they cannot deny that what Jesus is saying is astounding, but they wonder how he's capable of saying such things with no education or formal training. Often today, people still doubt the veracity of the Word of God because they think they simply know better. Some will act as if we live in such an enlightened time, and these words of Jesus and the rest of Scripture, for that matter, are simply relics of the past. Others will act as if they know better than Him. Sometimes we act as if Jesus' words are good, but we just know what we need, or we understand our situation better than Him. The third group in this passage that has a confrontation with Jesus is the group of people there in Jerusalem. They disbelieve Jesus because they think they understand God, and Jesus doesn't fit into that. See, there was a common belief among the Jews that the Messiah would be hidden from everyone until he began his work of deliverance, that he would just appear on the scene. Their argument is that Jesus cannot be the Messiah because they knew where he came from. They'd been watching him for some time. But Jesus points out their problem is not really about him. Their problem is really with God. Jesus says, I know God. These people are content with what they thought they knew about God. But Jesus says he actually knows God. This is the most important difference in the world. There's a great chasm between thinking we know about God and truly, intimately, personally knowing God. So we think through this passage, we want to ask ourselves our three questions. First question we ask is, what does this passage teach me about God? I think that sometimes we limit the suffering of Jesus to the cross. Now, there's no doubt that the pinnacle of Jesus' suffering was the bearing of the wrath of God on the cross. But we make a mistake when we fail to see the whole life of Christ was a life of suffering. John tells us in his introduction that Jesus entered into his creation and they did not receive him. What a testament of Christ's love for us that not only did he endure in life through the suffering of rejection, he died for those who rejected him. Now we can only speculate if any of those in the crowd would eventually believe, 
But we do know that several of his brothers here that have this conflict with him, that do not believe in him at this point, would eventually believe. The second question we want to ask is, what does this passage teach me about me? What becomes so apparent in this passage is that it is not enough for people simply to disregard Jesus. The people who do not accept him as the Son of God cannot simply ignore him. They get angry. They demand for him to be arrested, and ultimately they will kill him. The same way, have you ever noticed how the world, how perhaps atheists hate someone that they don't even believe exists? No one alive has this abject, burning hatred for Amenhotep or King Edward VI or Hammurabi. They don't have this burning hatred for Ebenezer Scrooge or Zeus, but they have it for Jesus. See, Jesus even speaks about this. He says the world does not ignore him. It hates him because he testifies that the world is evil. The thing is that Jesus telling the world that it is evil is an act of grace. But because we love our sin so much, we don't necessarily receive it as grace. I need Jesus' grace to tell me what is good and what is evil. And I need Jesus' grace to do what is good and that I would reject what is evil. The third thing we need to ask is what does this passage call me to do? Often we think of believing in Jesus as something we do at the point of salvation. But the Bible shows us that believing in Jesus, that following him, is not just a one-time thing. It's something I do daily. If I accept Jesus as the Christ, then I need to follow him in everything. I need to accept what he does as good. I need to follow his word as truth. And most of all, I need to seek to honor him in all things at all times. Well, thanks for listening to today's episode of Sanctified in Truth. Join us tomorrow as we will discuss John chapter 7, verses 37 to John chapter 8, verse 11. May everything you say and everything you do today seek to honor God. And whatever you do, take comfort and know that Jesus has already prayed for you, that you would be sanctified in truth. Use me anytime.